This is the Software and Technology Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. The more diversity of thought and the more diversity of background of the people working at tech companies, the better. So you have the data scientists, many of them might come from a very technical background. And then you've got the business side, and these are two separate worlds, and they have a very difficult time communicating and understanding what their priorities are. The blockchain idea was around 91, so about the time that the Terminator 2 movie was coming out, the same idea of, in the digital world, we need verifiable documents. Everything's downloaded, let's boot up the system. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado, and thanks for joining me on another episode of the Software and Technology Podcast. On this episode, we're joined by Sean Stuger, General Manager of Business Development and Services at Braxton Technologies, LLC. Braxton Technologies provides satellite ground systems, command and control, and secure data distribution solutions for government and commercial clients. Sean is going to talk about what makes Braxton special, what drives customers and customer growth in the aerospace field, and we're also going to talk about how the industry has changed over time. How are you doing, Sean? Doing great. Doing great, Elmer. Thank you uh, so much for having me here today. My pleasure. My pleasure. So, Sean, I think uh, j- let's start with providing some context. Let's uh, let's talk about a little bit about what you do at Braxton Technologies and uh, a little bit about you know what Braxton Technologies does and, and where they've been. Sure, absolutely. Uh, so, I'm the uh, general manager for business development and services here at Braxton. And I've been with the company now since July of 2018. Uh, it's been a great ride for me, even though it's been a short ride, because the company is in an incredible growth phase. Uh, we're focused specifically on software development and services for the aerospace industry. And uh, our main customer is the United States Air Force, but we're expanding beyond the uh, U.S. Air Force uh, to customer sets like uh, Missile Defense Agency, uh, Air Force Research Laboratories, as well as a number of other uh, laboratories. And we're even uh, starting to uh, go into the, uh, the commercial sector and partnering with, uh, with companies uh, that are out there on the commercial side as well. So from your experience with the company thus far, what do you think, uh, what, what stands out? What makes it, what were you maybe not expecting or unaware of from the outside? Uh, so prior to uh, to Braxton, I was with uh, a larger uh, company. Actually, I was with uh, with Raytheon. And uh, coming into uh, Braxton, uh, I'm a smaller company. We're under 400 employees totally across the Braxton Science and Technologies Group uh, Enterprise. Uh, one of the things that uh, I really uh, wasn't expecting, but uh, it's been a really pleasant surprise, is just the, the continued growth of the company. Uh, it's been nonstop uh, from the time that I've uh, gotten into the company uh, to today. Uh, it's just an incredible, incredible growth phase because it seems like every time uh, we kind of turn a corner to get things, uh, in a sense, uh, under control from a pursuit standpoint, uh, there are customers coming to us uh, looking for our capabilities, uh, both from the products and uh, services standpoint. So. Uh, that's great in, in the, uh, the sense that uh, we are sustaining ourselves uh, outwardly uh, as well as inwardly because we continue to pursue opportunities, but customers also seek us out, which is, which is great. And I really hadn't seen that uh, before where customers uh, just naturally come out and are, are looking for us to be involved in 
uh, a lot of the capabilities that they're trying to put in place for, for their companies as well. Yeah, that's definitely exciting because that's that's definitely the sweet spot you want to be in, right? Where you're 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 still hungry for more, but you you got people coming to you as well. And Sean, you know, this is such a a, a niche industry that I think a lot of people don't know much about. So, generally speaking, what do you think are some of the the difficulties that come with you know being in your position in this industry? What do you think is a thing is something that people might not uh, immediately understand or or, or see? Well, when you look at Braxton itself, uh, we're like a lot of other software companies that are out there. Um, you can look at uh, software development uh, as kind of a, a commodity in a sense because uh, a lot of companies do provide software development capabilities. Uh, there are a lot of companies that are in the aerospace uh, uh, development uh, side um, for the, uh, the Air Force uh, for the aerospace industry as a whole. Uh, so when you're, when you're talking about software development, uh, specifically for, uh, for ground systems capabilities and for satellite command and control capabilities, such as uh, what we provide, you can say that it's, it's almost um, uh, a commodity because there's so many companies out there. But I think the thing that differentiates Braxton uh, from a lot of the competitors that are out there, whether uh, small uh, medium or, or, or large companies is that we actually have a, a speed to market unlike a lot of companies that I see out there. And we, our, our, our price point, uh, I believe that our price point is uh, uh, far below that of uh, many of the competitors. And from the standpoint of what uh, customers are looking for, they're looking for high quality, high capability, and great price uh, for uh, for that uh, software uh, in return. Uh, so the big differentiator to me is is that price point because when you look at the kind of the larger companies that are in the same area that we are, uh, I mentioned the company that I was with uh, previously. Uh, we're about a tenth of the cost when it comes to putting in place the kind of uh, software platform. Uh, that we're talking about, where uh, whether it's a government customer or a commercial customer uh, can utilize that platform to actually uh, fly their satellite systems uh, and, and do the type of command and control uh, utilizing the, uh, the software on the ground uh, for those satellite systems. So, Sean, is there a specific, uh, you know, piece of innovation or a specific uh, approach that you think allows Braxton to be able to hit these these better price points? I, I think what ends up happening, especially with a, with a company like ours, is we look for, for excellence across uh, everything that we do. Um, it's the, the people, the products and services that we provide. It's the processes that we have in place. Um, and, and I think when you look at really the comprehensive nature of everything that we're trying to do uh, from, from all of those areas, it, it really does provide a, a, a true ecosystem in which we're able to uh, bring all of those pieces together. Um, and our employees really are the, at the heart of, of how we, we, we drive that success. Uh, we bring in the best, we look for the best, and we continually grow and uh, try to nurture those employees. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, companies out there 
CR model and CR employees, and uh, uh, they're going to be uh, chomping at the bit to to try to get employees that are uh, like ours, if not our employees. So to try to keep our employees in house, it's it's a challenge. Uh, but at the same time, knowing what we what we're trying to do and uh, the goals that we're trying to accomplish in providing uh, that that mission set for for our customers. Uh, especially when it comes to putting something in place that will, will drive uh, the safety of our nation, which is the bottom line, uh, especially when we have customers in place like the uh, U.S. Air Force and the Defense Agency. Uh, that helps drive a lot of what we do because we know at the, the end of the day, uh, what we're trying to do is to protect and serve our nation. And so everything that we're uh, developing, everything that we're, we're doing, uh, from a products and services standpoint to help uh, drive us to that end. So, Sean, I want to follow that up as we're talking about customers with, you know, just asking you, what's that client-customer relationship like? Is there anything specific about what that relationship looks like in the aerospace field or at Braxton specifically? Are there any advantages or disadvantages to having such a diverse pool of clients? I think a lot of uh, our success comes from uh, the, the word of mouth uh, throughout the customer community and uh, the trust that has been instilled in a lot of what we've done throughout the, uh, the years at Braxton. Uh, you have to look at customer service really helping drive that customer growth. If, if we continue to be successful in the customer service side and continue to provide them the best products and the best services that are available, and following up with them, ensuring that they're they're getting the best return on investment uh, for for what they are they're putting into this. Uh, it it has to be a true partnership between uh, us and our, our customer base. Uh, without that partnership, without the continued uh, belief that we are in this together and we can continue to move down this path together. Uh, and it's not just we are going to drop uh, software into their lap and, uh, you know, we've, we've provided what we provide and we move on. It has to be that, that continued relationship where if something goes wrong, we're there at a moment's notice and we're there with them to walk them through all the steps that are necessary uh, to ensure that, uh, that they're successful in their pursuits and in their goals. Because in, in essence, they have customers that they have to uh, report to as well. And so we need to make sure that uh, they're successful in uh, following on, on their uh, goals and uh, ensuring that their customers uh, are satisfied with uh, with what they're providing as well. And I think throughout the, the years, that approach has enabled us to maintain that constant customer growth. Last year, we actually grew at about 30%. Uh, so 2018 was, uh, was 30%. In 2019, we're expecting about the same growth rate, if not more. Uh, so we will continue to see that uh, that growth curve uh, over the next few years. And again, it's a lot of it has to do with that uh, that trust that the customer base has in a company like ours. Uh, not only in us walking down the path with them and continuing to provide them the, the products and services that we do, uh, but delivering on what we promise them from day one and continually uh, delivering uh, every day after that. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm curious as we're uh, looking forward, you know, or, or before we even look forward, let's look backwards for a bit. Are there any noticeable paradigm shifts or uh, interesting dynamics that have shifted since you're since you've been in the aerospace field? What has what have been some of the biggest changes that have affected the way, you know, you've had to operate? Well, when you look at a company that's the size of Braxton compared to uh, some of the larger companies, I, I think the, the paradigm shifts that have occurred over the past, I'd say, decade or a couple of decades. Uh, the government has transitioned uh, a number of times where they've given ownership and, in essence, uh, responsibility of maintaining the, the technical baselines for systems to the contractor community, and they've rescinded that and taken uh, ownership back. And there's an ebb and flow to that with, with the government because what's what's happened is that uh, the customer base on the government side has uh, has, uh, has grown and has waned over the past uh, couple of decades. And so as the, the customer base continues to, to shrink, uh, ownership needs to be transitioned over to the contractor community for certain reasons because the government can't uh, maintain that type of uh, ownership just due to the sheer numbers of, of programs that they have within uh, the uh, the government and, and systems that they have to maintain. And, and so they have to have a trust there with the contractor community, and that trust has to be maintained. So when you have a company that's a little bit smaller, like a company like Braxton, uh, what ends up happening is that for the larger programs, the government uh, or customer base that, uh, that we're dealing with has a tendency of looking at a smaller company as not being able to manage a larger uh, technical baseline when you're talking about billions of dollars uh, worth of uh, uh, satellite uh, system software, uh, both uh, you know, on the ground as well as uh, the satellite systems themselves, uh, the hardware that's maintained. Uh, both on the ground as, as well as uh, necessary for, for launching those systems and uh, the satellites that are actually orbiting the Earth. When you have a larger company that has the, the kind of the, the backbone to maintain those uh, those larger systems, the government kind of has kind of a uh, mentality that because the company is larger. Uh, there, thereby they can move forward and uh, maintain these larger systems because it costs billions of dollars. I, I think the government has started slowly, and I say slowly, um, transitioning their, their mindset to, to now uh, looking at they, they can't afford to continue down this path because, one, uh, the the funding and the money isn't always there to continue to buy these exquisite and unique systems. And two, when you when you have to buy these systems, the amount of time that it takes to acquire these systems is prolonged. You're talking five, ten years plus uh, for many of these systems. And to replenish these systems, it's going to take a longer time as well. So the paradigm shift that the government is going through now is one where they have come to the realization that they have to acquire systems in a much tighter, a much shorter timeline, and thereby looking at the, the old model of having these larger companies go through this prolonged acquisition process 
doesn't necessarily work with this new model that they're trying to put in place. So a company like ours that is used to moving uh, at a much faster clip and putting things in place at a much faster clip, uh, it's a perfect opportunity. And I think it's a sweet spot for us uh, to look at doing it. And so I mentioned earlier that the price point is something when you look in comparison to a larger company, we're about a tenth of the cost as well. So it goes hand in hand with the really the opportunity that's being provided here, not only from a cost perspective, uh, but from a time perspective as well. Uh, so schedule-wise, we're able to look at pulling the schedule back in for the government. And uh, uh, cost-wise, we're actually looking at uh, pulling the uh, schedule in as well. So both from the cost and a schedule perspective, we're able to actually uh, cut both of those uh, uh, down for the government and provide them uh, efficiencies across the board. Well, that, yeah, that's incredible. I mean, it, it, it makes sense, right? When when we're talking about things like time and money, they're they're almost subjective factors when uh, when when they're in this context. So that, that it's got to be exciting to be hitting that sweet spot, as you said. And uh, Sean, the last question I want to ask you is, you know, looking ahead and looking forward, what uh, what what in this industry has got you excited? What are you uh, anticipating or or maybe not anticipating? So th- I think there are a couple of things that uh, we're in a prime position to, to actually move down the path and, and support not only government customers, uh, but commercial customers as we look to expand uh, into the commercial sector as well. Uh, one area is uh, the, the ground uh, expansion and uh, looking at where the government is going with respect to uh, ground for satellite command and control. Uh, Enterprise uh, Ground Systems, EGS, is an area that we're actually looking to expand and we're actually helping the government uh, put in place. And what it is, is a common ground architecture that uh, the Air Force now, and hopefully it'll spread across the Department of Defense, right now it looks like it will, uh, will put in place to actually support a lot of the satellite systems that are going to be launched and even some of the legacy satellite systems that are currently uh, being flown. And so we're in a prime position to continue down the path to work with the government, uh, putting that infrastructure in place. We're one of the few contractors, if if not the contractor, um, to work with the government and helping develop the standards uh, for, for EGS. Uh, and then an extension of that is the uh, Commercial Augmentation Services, or CAS, CAS. And Commercial Augmentation Services, what it provides is uh, an expanded set of antennas around the Earth uh, to actually perform the command and control uh, services that are needed for uh, command and controlling your satellite systems, uh, wherever they may be orbiting around the Earth. So. They go hand in hand, and that is an extension of, uh, of what we're able to provide. So those are two areas that I think naturally flow and uh, actually fit with, with our capability. Uh, and not only that, but it actually supports that um, expedited set of services and products that the government is looking to put in place. We're ahead of the curve and actually uh, moving down that path. So. 
uh, we're prepared now to to help the uh, the government set that infrastructure up. And oh, by the way, as you look forward to how commercial providers will be uh, launching a number of satellite systems in the future, uh, you have your uh, Googles, you have your SpaceX's, you have your um, uh, Amazons that are going to be launching thousands of satellites in the future uh, to provide internet services, to provide communication services. Uh, and they can use a company like ours as uh, really as, as, a, uh, as a way forward. Uh, a lot of them will end up putting the infrastructure in uh, kind of organically, uh, but if they need an extension, uh, where they don't have a lot of those organic services already. And even for some of the smaller companies that may want to uh, support uh, smaller customer bases that may not be a Google or an Amazon or a SpaceX, uh, you have a company like ours that can provide those standardized set of services uh, where we can actually fly and put in place that infrastructure for them. Uh, and uh, it would be, again, a very low uh, cost uh, threshold for them to, uh, to do something like that versus uh, putting a, uh, a whole set of uh, ground hardware, software, putting all of that infrastructure in place on their own, whereas the larger companies, like I mentioned, uh, can, can likely do it on their own. So it's an exciting time for space. Um, you, you've probably heard a lot of of uh, rumblings about what's happening uh, with the, the Department of Defense and the standing up of uh, the Space Force. Uh, we're, we're primed uh, to be part of helping them move forward, uh, helping the, uh, the Space Force uh, move forward because we're putting that uh, ground architecture in place uh, for the Department of Defense. Uh, but we're also primed to help a lot of the uh, commercial providers, both on the uh, small and medium size. Uh, and again, serving as an example for a lot of the larger companies as well. So I, I believe we're in a great position to continue our growth in 2019 and beyond. Well, that's super exciting stuff, Sean. And, uh, you know, we wish you the best. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for being so candid with me. Hey, thank you so much. I definitely appreciate your time. Mom. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com industries and subscribe to articles, podcasts, and video content for your favorite industries. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Have a good day.